now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week. Here we bring you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you are in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's been my pleasure being your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of transactions for clients here in our fair city since then. Proud to be ranked as one of the top producing REMAX agents in Western Canada. Be happy to chat with you if you're thinking about making a move or you're wondering about what's going on out there in the market, what to expect. Uh, just give me a call or give the myself or the rest of the whole Home Show team members a ping if you'd like to talk about anything they can help you with. You'll find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show, with me, Tony, Joe. All of our contact information is there. Or just reach out to me. And again, I've had a couple of loyal CFAX listeners give me a call this weekend already to talk about uh, with questions, wondering about uh, about what's going on. Also supporting this program is Remax Island Properties with offices in Victoria, Duncan, and Mill Bay. If you're interested in real estate as a career or are an experienced agent looking to bring your business up to the next level with advanced training and global connections, contact the group at Remax Island Properties. Uh, that would be me, of course. So if you got any questions, just reach out. This week, we're going to be having a conversation with the 2023 chair of the Victoria Real Estate Board. This is an annual tradition. I always have the chair or what was previously known as the president of the Real Estate Board come and chat with us about matters of the day or changes in regulation, all of those fun things. And it's great in soul. He's in the seat, in the chair for the balance of the calendar year. Very much looking forward to chatting with him and catching up. We always start our program with a conversation about things out there in the marketplace. What is happening? Um, and of course, if you've got a question, something you'd like us to discuss, just reach out to me again. Look up cfax1070.com and uh, our contact information is there or just Google me. I received an email from a listener this week, and I thought it was a great topic to share with you today. I'm going to read it out for you right now. Uh, there are several high-priced houses in my area that are not moving. Those would be in the $1.8 million price range, apparently. If those sellers start lowering their asking prices and then sell, will that change the average house price in Victoria? So even though there may be a strong market for more modest price properties, will the fact that prices of high priced houses are dropping, lower average prices affect expectations for the modest priced homes? Um, the reader, the, sorry, the uh, writer says, thank you. Your answer will determine an argument my friend and I 
have about this scenario? I thought it was a really interesting question. And um, my answer to her, again, let's just think this through a moment. So uh, she was wondering if the the houses that have not sold in this area, when they have to reduce to sell, does that cause prices to come down? Well, let's just talk about what average prices mean to begin with, because that's what you often read about either in the newspaper or the news or whatever. What's the average price in Victoria? I have brought this up many, many, many times before on this program. The problem about the average price is that it is affected by the number of lower priced or higher price sales that, that occur in that given month. So in other words, if there's a lot of high price sales that happen, it looks like the average sale price goes up. If there's a lot of lower price sales happening, it looks like the prices go down. But is that true? In other words, did my house go up or down based on the average sale price of this particular month? And the answer is actually no. I've got a story to tell, which I often bring up, and that is back in March of 2006, there were two $10 million properties that sold in the uplands here in Victoria. And that was the time, by the way, that average prices were around $565,000. You know, consider that for a moment. Average price, five sixty-five, two $10 million sales. It had the effect, those two sales bumped the average sale price up for that month, March 2006, by $40,000 went from 565 to 605. Did that mean that a $565,000 house went up that much? No, it doesn't. It means that those two high price sales influence the average price for that particular month. Now, a better metric to use, the Victoria Real Estate Board and several real estate boards in the country use something called the Home Price Index. And what that is, is, you know, when you think about it, when economists base values on set stables in your life. For instance, a cup of coffee. You got a cup of coffee. What is it worth one month versus another month, maybe five or 10 years from now? What is the cost of a chocolate bar? It's the same question. What is the cost of a house or what is the value of a house? The home price index basically establishes an average house you know what's an average house in victoria the bungalow right what is that worth today what was that worth a month ago what was it worth three months ago uh and what they do is they apply an index and they determine the changes in the market based on that particular house which you can extrapolate on your house or things of other values higher price values or lower price values so to answer the writer's question when those unsold properties in her neighborhood reduce in price and sell, that doesn't necessarily mean that properties are cheaper. You see, some of the things we don't know is, are those properties correctly priced today? Maybe they're overpriced. Maybe that's what's taking so long. The other thing too is, is it long though? I don't know which property she's referring to, but are they on the market 15 days, 30 days? By the way, that's not unusual in a normal marketplace. We just came off of a crazy market where things would sell in five or seven days. And that's when neighbors or realtors would say, what's wrong with a house? It hasn't, hasn't sold yet. It's taken 10 days. Well, folks, 10 days is quick. 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Those are not unusual in normal times. 
So um, again, is the sale of higher priced properties going to affect the lower priced properties? No, because you see the other thing too, is it really depends on the amount of inventory that is there. Are there enough choices in the lower price market? And the answer right now is actually no. There's not a lot of inventory right there of right now of things that are attractive. Uh, realtors and consumers always say the good ones, you know, the cream puffs. There's not a lot of those going around. That's why those, when they do pop up, typically sell under bidding war at multiple offers, even right now at a stage where our interest rates are a lot higher now than they were a year ago. So always looking for those cream puffs and there will always be a demand for properties in the more affordable, as she said, modest uh, price point. So um, as always, if you've got questions about the market, you're curious about what things mean, what are average house prices, what's the HPI, the house price index, what is the median price, uh, what is the list to sale ratio, and a number of things like that, just reach out to us. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to chat with you. There's so much to know. But, you know, it all boils down to interpretation. What does it mean in the grand scheme of things? And I can't tell you that things are getting cheaper right now because they're not, folks. Victoria is still a place that people want to be. Need to take a break here. We're going to come right back, continue this conversation, actually, I'm sure, with the chair of the Victoria Real Estate Board for 2023, Graydon Saul. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. People often wonder about what it means to be the president of a real estate board, the president of the Victoria Real Estate Board. Uh, I have explained on the program before that Victoria has its own real estate board. Uh, it extends pretty well to the Malahat area. The Vancouver Island Real Estate Board covers from the Malahat all the way up to the tip of the island, Port Hardy thereabouts. It's a really big geographic area, but Victoria has its own there are a number of other real estate boards in British Columbia and across the country as well. In British Columbia, of course, there's the, Van the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver. There's the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board. There's Chilliwack. Uh, there's the um, uh, Interior Realtors, which is an amalgam of a number of real estate boards like the Okanagan Mainline and, and uh, all of these. Um, why is this important? Because it's important for you as listeners to know that uh, there is a body that provides services for their real estate membership. So they in turn can provide services to you, the consumers. You ever wonder about the MLS system? You ever wonder about realtor.ca? Where does that data come from? Who collects it? Who makes sure that it is uh, accurate information? And who puts on rules to make sure that realtors don't get out of line? That's the real estate board. And it's been my pleasure here for all the years that we've been with you here at the Whole Home Show. And that is to have the sitting president of the Victoria Real Estate Board come and chat with you. And today we have the pleasure of having the 2023 president of the Victoria Real Estate Board, Graydon Soul. Graydon, hey, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, uh, Tony. Uh, it's great to be here. Um, just a point of clarification, today is actually... Uh, or actually this year is uh, the first time we're changed the role from president to chair. Oh, I, for, you know what? Thanks yeah. for, thanks for that. I knew yeah. that. I knew that, that but of course, old, yeah. uh, old habits die young. Cause of course I was in this role back in 2008. So it's been 15 years now. Um, but uh, in any event, welcome. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're welcome. I get to be I get to be first chair. I mean, they uh, um, last year we had uh, Karen Denny Smythe in as past, as president, and she was the last president of the Victoria Real Estate Board. And uh, now I have the honor of being first chair. Sounds very Game of Thrones like. It is. I want to see yeah. your. I want to see your chair. We'll see yeah, that one. Thanks. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's start with this. Um, a little bit about your background. So you've been in the business now for around 20 years. You came from Calgary or something, right? Yeah. So I had, uh, about 10, about, yeah, about 10, 11 years of uh, real estate in Calgary, uh, a good blend of residential, residential, and then commercial towards the end of my career in, yeah. in Calgary, um, uh, had the unfortunate or fortunate, um, uh, thing happen to me where I fell in love with sailing. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunate if you live you in Calgary. You sail a lot, right? Yeah, You're, fortunate yeah. if you uh, if you are a West Coaster. Unfortunate if you live in Calgary because there's not a lot of water there to go sailing. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and so then I did a, a complete um, a complete uh, about face in my uh, in terms of my personal life and uh, moved out to the island and uh, I think that was about ten years ago now. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly service to the real estate industry comes calling. I got that call, you know, many years ago now, and that happened to you as well. So let's let the listeners know, um, first of all, the Victoria Real Estate Board, maybe give us a quick little Coles note so people know what the Real Estate Board does. Yeah, so we're... uh... Um, we're now at uh, 1,650 member strong uh, real estate board, um, which puts us puts us at a solid mid level um, in terms of size for real estate boards. Um, but like in your intro, uh, you said, "Hey, we we handle the MLS system, um, which you know is the data that people see through their um, through say Realtor.ca and then also through their uh, engagement with their their own realtor." Um, and that might be like a matrix portal or something like that, or automatic emails. Uh, we handle the regulation of the entire MLS system. Uh, and then like you also said, we have, um, regulations, um, that realtors have to abide by, uh, and then professional standards and then the doling out of that. But we also have, uh, a lot of education tools. So there's continual education for realtors that happen on an ongoing basis, uh, and then we do a lot of uh, networking events for realtors to uh, keep their knowledge base uh, up to date. Um, I think our tagline at VREB is uh, um, uh, giving the tools to realtors to, you know, make good realtors great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, you you covered a lot there. And these are things yeah. that we're going to chat about throughout uh, throughout our, our time together here. Um, but because I had mentioned it in our opening uh you mentioned regulation on MLS, and this is a really important one, I think, for listeners to know, because they're familiar with seeing listings on Realtor.ca, right? Uh, or their Realtor, as you said, it sends them information through a portal, you know, through, you know, we use something called Matrix, or there's other, you know, some people subscribe to other things, you know, third right. party, uh, um, third party apps and all that kind of stuff. But there are rules. Uh, I just had a conversation with a client actually that was uh, asking about a condo that was classified as that was classified as waterfront on the system, but it's mm-hmm. not because there's property in between and stuff like that. And it it makes consumers have the question: Hold on a second, is that allowed? But there are rules. There are yeah, rules for regulations, I mean- right? You got to understand that um, listings are, are, for the most part, in our in our board area, uh, they're inputted by the realtor themselves, 
And sometimes that realtor gets a little bit overzealous in terms of, of hey, Waterfront sells for more than uh, more than just across the street. Um, and so in their mind, they think that maybe it is Waterfront. Um, but the reality is, is we have a mechanism in place where if someone sees that um, a listing is improperly loaded, then we hit a, a, a listing infraction button. Mm-hmm. And uh, it gets reviewed and um, and then, you know, we make those changes. And so the idea is that the MLS system is a robust uh, information database that trained realtors um, have access to so that they can uh, better inform their clients. Because really, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Well, there's something else as well, too, that I want to kind of just add on to that. And mm-hmm. that is something that consumers need to know. It's not just in the service of realtors. The appraisal companies use this data when they're doing appraisals, you know, for the banks. Mm-hmm. And the British Columbia Assessment Authority uses this data. Uh, you know, folks, you you wonder, where does BCAA get the data? Where, you know, where does the appraiser? It comes from the Victoria Real Estate Board. It comes from the data that's collected through the real estate community, right? Right. So the accuracy of, say, reporting sales, the accuracy of the properties that we um, that we put into the system. Um, we have a, a thing called HPI, which you've probably covered on the program. HPI is Home Price Index. Um, it's much like the uh, consumer price index that the government uses as like a basket of goods to establish what, uh, what has happened in, uh, in terms of inflation for the country. Um, because it's really hard in our market area to come up with a, a static, you know, simple representation of what a home is. So we rely on a company um, called Altus, um, and nationally they provide a, a home price index value uh, to our market area. And in order for us to accurately, you know, uh, extrapolate a, a HPI index value, uh, the information that we put into it is incredibly important. Yeah, so important. And, and again, it's because sometimes consumers think, oh, let's just get the realtor to say it's waterfront when it's not. Or let's get the realtor to yeah. call it a double car garage when it's mm-hmm. only a car and a half. And right. folks, if you're ever wondering, why is my realtor you know, getting on my case about this? It's because of the importance of the uh, uh, data, right? Yeah, I mean, you could, here, here's the thing is, is, the data is so important to the point where um, if you've got a misrepresented property and you are at the point where you're the list, the seller um, or the lister, and then you have a buyer come in and the buyer is getting that property vetted by the bank in order to get financing for it. The information and accuracy of that property is so important because the bank is is going to register a mortgage on that property. And if there's misrepresentation in the data there, then you can hold up that whole process or maybe not get financing. Goodness. Well, that's an important point. Listen, I got to, let's hold that thought for a moment because we need to take a break. Having a chat with the 2023 chair of the Victoria Real Estate Board, Great and Soul. Uh, We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitco Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. 
If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the Whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. As a reminder, you can find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Also, if you are a podcast listener, you can listen to all six years of our content, almost 300 episodes, all with great guests, uh, topics, subjects relating to your home. You can find the podcast on iTunes or Google. I got to tell you, folks, I found something else out just this week as well, too. My daughter was in our Tesla, and there is a podcast. Well, you can pull up any podcast you want, uh, you know, on these cars nowadays, like the Tesla. And she found Daddy's program. So there we are. Uh, kind of, I don't listen to myself, but, you know, maybe her mom and, and she does. Uh, so many things we can listen to today in the car podcasting. But as a reminder, uh, there's tons of great content there. We're having a chat today with the chair of the Victoria Real Estate Board for 2023, fellow realtor, Graydon Soul. Graydon, again, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks again for having me on. We were chatting before the break about the importance of data uh, and about the fact that the Victoria Real Estate Board has rules and regulations. One thing that that we didn't quite touch on is the Real Estate Board has staff that actually oversees uh, uh, all of these, these things, provides other services for realtors as well, too. Folks, if you're wondering about, you know, lockboxes, you know, who, who uh, administers those? Um, uh, a number of the forms, a number of contracts that we have uh, are all vetted through the real estate board uh, and everything. Great. And one of the other things that you did touch on is professional standards. Let's talk about that for a moment here. Okay. So um, if a consumer is unhappy, you know, something happens or, or whatever, um, mm -hmm. who can they call? So the easiest thing to do, uh, if there's a grievance uh, that needs to be addressed and the um, it involves a registered agent with the Victoria Real Estate Board, uh, first thing to do is to go to the website, uh, vreb.org, so vreb.org. Um, and then I believe at the bottom of the page, there's a, um, there's a link there for um, uh, putting a complaint in. Uh, and then it'll get vetted. And usually what happens is um, there'll be a requirement for uh, the consumer to, um, to, to type in a, uh, like a letter or a form uh, kind of explaining what's happening. Uh, staff will figure out whether or not it's something that applies to the regulations. Um, and there's two, there's two sets of regulations uh, that exist for um, Victoria real estate board members. There's um there's kind of a, a realtor code of conduct, which is a national code of conduct um, that is established by the uh, Canadian Real Estate Association. And then there's also um, MLS rules uh, that exist for uh, actually the entire island because the MLS system is shared with uh, our Vancouver Island, Up Island counterparts. Mm -hmm. And so there's two sets of rules there. They figure out whether or not it applies to that. Um, and then we can open up an investigation. And what happens with the investigation is we have a committee here uh, that will um, um, investigate the complaint uh, to, its, to its full extent, do interviews, um, do the whole process, and then meet again with the committee. And then the committee uh, decides whether or not there's, um, uh, there's been an infraction. Uh, and what usually happens as a result of an infraction is there's a, a fine levied to the agent. Um, and those 
are you know um, mainly administrative penalties. Um, the what's an interesting point is the Victoria Real Estate Board actually doesn't deal with licensing of agents. So we don't have any real control to affect the ability for an agent to be licensed or not. Yeah, that the happens, real estate board doesn't pull the license, no. Right. That happens at what we call is BCFSA, which is the regulator, BC Financial Services Authority. Um, and that's the government um, regulator. And they're the ones that actually deal with the licensing. If there's an egregious um, instance that is beyond the Victoria Real Estate Board's purview, then we will kick it up a notch. Um, but like I said before, complaints are, are come from two main areas. It's either going to be uh, consumer driven. Um, it also can be um, committee driven. So if the committee discovers that there are uh, egregious things that that may be that an agent may be uh, conducting and that have uh, a negative effect on the industry or consumers, then they can initiate a complaint or a, a complaint driven process as well. Yeah, yeah, it's important yeah. for consumers to know that there yeah. that there is a process, and is also important that the real estate board is you know somewhat self policing because we want to ensure the professionalism of uh, the members here. Um, I remember when I was in your role, I remember going through files and looking at complaints, uh, you know, something that our, our realtor listeners that we'll listen to here uh, mm -hmm. will acknowledge is, is the fact that one of the things that you never want as a professional realtor here in Victoria is to get written up in a disciplinary action that goes out to the entire real estate community that shows what you did. Yeah, and those are those are teaching moments. Um, yeah. I think the the intent is to say, hey, you know what, you've done something wrong. Uh, here's a teaching moment for every other agent in our <laughs> industry to learn from your mistake. Yes. Um, peer pressure is an incredible motivator, um, and uh, you know there are some some things that are honest mistakes. They're they're oversights. They're 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 really simple, or they're just a, a contravention of a, of a rule that maybe someone forgot to follow. I'm not minimizing the impact there, but if there are, if there are like extenuating circumstances, those are taken into consideration. And if they are, if they are serious enough to demand the regulator look at them, then that's what happens. And it's a separate uh, process. Uh, so it's just really understanding, you know, what we have the authority to do yeah. um, as a trade association. Yeah. Yeah. And really quickly, as you mentioned, when it comes to really egregious situations where mm -hmm. a licensee's license should be considered to be pulled, that's yeah. not the Victoria Real Estate Board's job. That is the regular, the British Columbia oh. Financial Services yeah. Authority, BCFSA. Yeah. Um, statistics. So, you know, we talked about the, informa the information on the MLS system. Something else that the Real Estate Board does the first of every month, and we're recording right now on the first of the month, so I know you're, you know, in the middle of dealing with this stuff. That is the monthly stats of what happened last month uh, in the realm of real estate in Victoria, right? Yeah, that, that's right. We do, um, <clears throat> so at the beginning of every month, we have what we refer to as a stats call. And that stats call is um, a call with our Vancouver Island counterparts and also uh, BCREA. And BCREA is the British the Columbia provincial. Real Estate Association. Yeah, yeah it's the provincial uh, real estate association that we're all a part of. And then chief economist comes on as well. So there's a lot of there's a lot of data and number crunching that we kind of go through. Um, but it's a it's a clear reporting of um, of the stats. Say, hey, is the market going up or down? 
what's happening. And then there's interpretation. Uh, there's an interpretation aspect as well. Um, so there's, uh, there's that, that personal touch as well. So it's not just like, Hey, you know, uh, we've had an increase, uh, in, uh, um, you know, increase in sales of say 2.9% or something like that. Uh, it's, Hey, what's happening in our market right now? Um, and one and of the why? things, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and, and what are the reasons behind it? Because stats are so, uh, stats can be so, uh, can interpret it whichever way you want to really. Uh, when you look at it. Um, but what does it mean on the ground? What are we seeing? Like right now, we're seeing a return to normal seasonal patterns where historically, over time, if you've been in the business for 10 or 20 years, um, then you'll know that summertime is a little bit slower. And if there are five people looking at your particular type of house in Victoria and four of those people happen to be on holidays, then you're going to have less demand for your property in August. And that's just the nature of real estate and the nature of people. Yeah. Well, great. Hey, listen, we need to take our last break uh, of the day here. We're having a chat with the chair of the Victoria Real Estate Board for 2023, Grade and Soul. And by the way, I forgot to mention, he is a colleague and this is not his full-time job. He sells real estate. That's what we mm -hmm. It's a volunteer position, right, Grade? You got it. Yeah, <laughs> these are all volunteer positions. Yeah. So I need to take our last break here. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're having a conversation today with the 2023 chair of the Victoria Real Estate Board, Graydon Soul. Graydon, again, thanks for coming and joining us today. Yeah, again, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be here. And I did say, just as we broke for the break, and it's a reminder, um, this is not a full-time job. This is not a this is not a paid job, as it were. This is a, uh, because I was there mm -hmm. in 2008, it's a privilege to serve our industry, and it's a volunteer position. And I, speaking from experience, I know, I, I know that you have spent a lot of personal time, hours, I see you responding, you know, on uh, Facebook chat groups and all these kind of things on behalf of the real estate board. It's a lot of work. And yeah, you're, yeah, you're I, spending uh, hours uh, on it. Yeah. yeah and I, I thank you, I thank yeah. you and I thank all of your successors for what you do. Uh, there are, are, are listeners who are realtors because we know there's a lot of realtors that listen mm -hmm. to our program. I hope you guys all understand and know that um, it is a privilege to be in that chair and um, nobody takes it lightly and it is a lot of work and it's all working. Uh, I'm speaking on your behalf here, Graydon. I hope you don't mind. Uh, yeah, I appreciate uh, it. You, you, uh, realtors need to know that we are all working towards uh, better serving the realtor so they can do their job, which is serving the consumer at the end of the day, right? So anyways, great. thank you for your volunteer. Because you don't instantly become the chair. You've been on the board for a couple of terms. You need to go through, there's a process in order to, to, to end up where you are, right? Yeah, this will be my, uh, I believe it's my fifth year as a uh, director around the board. Um, on, a, on the board level, you run as a director and it's a two-year term. Um, so you are elected by your peers. Uh, every October, we hold elections uh, uh, at the Victoria Real Estate Board and uh, you put your hat forward as to whether or not you think you'd be a good fit for uh, for giving back to the industry that's given you the lifestyle and uh, and uh, the gratification that you so that you so like. And that's why you do a, be a realtor. Uh, because real estate is uh, is not necessarily an easy an easy gig. 
Um, it is a uh, it's it is kind of like a calling, um, and especially at the uh, board of directors table, mm-hmm. um, we've got some great people around there. And uh, yeah, I mean, this uh, my term here is up until uh, December thirty first of this year, and then I go into a past chair role, mm-hmm. uh, and then one more year, and I'm back to being uh, just a just a, a regular superstar realtor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, but no, but the important thing to know for listeners to know is it's not like you you've put your business on hold for the year. You are still uh, I mean, you still got to sell real estate when you're doing this volunteer work. Yeah, you're you're still you're still cranking it out. Um, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, a client calls you on a on a Saturday night and says, hey, I want to buy a house. You're still working. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, yeah. So it's full time job on top of part time job on top of whatever kind of lifestyle you're trying to eke out. As a realtor, uh, you know, I, I I have to say, I remember when I was the the um, the chair back then. I had a good past client call me up, Olive, and she goes, uh, you know, a, 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 she was probably in her eighties at the time. She goes, Tony, you know, um, I need to sell. Um, I know you're really busy. Um, can you recommend me to another agent who's just like you? And I said, Olive. I'm still your guy. You know, yeah. you see me in the newspaper and, you know, I'm speaking for the real estate board. That doesn't mean I got a different job. I'm st- yeah. I'm still your realtor. And I think it's important for people to know that, you know, when, when you're sitting in the chair position, you're still, you're still your client's realtor. Yeah. I have an awesome, I have an awesome teammate. Um, I'm in a great uh, business partnership, um, a great lady named Debbie Traz. And um, that has been a, a saving grace. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams around you and a team yourself, um, prime real estate team and, and my, my own team. Uh, that's been really the, the saving grace here is being able to rely upon your business partner to be able to, to handle things when you're, when you're out traveling. Because there's a certain amount of travel that happens with, uh, um, with being part of uh, the Victoria Real Estate Board Board of Directors. Oh my goodness! Talk about a perfect segue. Yeah. And by the by the way, I want to make sure our listeners know we're not talking glamour travel here. This is no, not no, like you've got. Yeah, you've got. Uh, basically, it's uh, you're catching the red eye on a Sunday, yeah. and then you're in some kind of conference, and and you're trying to get value. I mean, the reality is 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 the membership does pay for you going there. It's not a holiday. Um, so you're working the entire time. And the reality is with most of these conferences, yeah, the content is great in the, in the, in the conference. Uh, but the, um, the unmeasurable, um, uh, benefit to a lot of these are what we call the red wine conversations, Mm. the conversations that happen with other boards of directors and other boards in the province, uh, in the nation, and then also internationally to figure out what's going on. And by the way, sometimes that happens with politicians or with lobbyists or with, you know, uh, people who are working that I, this is a great segue because of the fact that in your year, you know, we think about there's some years where the chair of the real estate board, you know, does their thing. And, you know, there's really nothing. I I, I was the chair when we changed the matrix. So that was a, you know, conversion to MLS system. That was a big thing right now. Let's talk about what you've had to deal with this year. We got the home buyer rescission period. We got the housing supply act. We got bill 44 abolishing restrictions and age restrictions we had the federal ban on foreign purchases of course he had interest rate increases that have happened uh, during the year uh and then something that very few people talk about uh, which is the CREA, the canadian real estate association's pledge of cooperation man 
you've had a lot of stuff to deal with on the industry basis. These are things that consumers may not be aware of. And frankly, a whole bunch of realtors that listen may not be aware of too. But um, I, I was just thinking about the fact that, man, you've had a full year. Well, it's amazing how much government regulation that we've had to deal with, save in the past three years. Yeah. Um, and they, it's it's interesting to see the government identify areas that they feel that there needs to be improvement. And in some way, they feel that it's going to, say, make homes more affordable. Um, and we haven't seen a decrease in prices and we haven't seen a decrease in demand. Um, we, you know, as an organization have been uh, screaming at the top of our lungs about um, increasing gentle densification throughout the region. Um, and uh, here we are, the government's finally talking about it. Um, and it's going to still take a long time for that supply to happen. Um, you know, it's, uh, it is, it is frustrating at times to see the inaction and ineffectiveness of a lot of regulations that will, uh, complicate the transaction because that's what realtors do. We're, <laughs> you know, we're, we're marketers. Um, and then we help you through the transaction and the transaction is incredibly complicated. It used to be a four page contract when I started 20 years ago. And now it's mm-hmm. the last one I just did was 28 pages yep. with all the disclosures and all the different things from the home buyer rescission period um, is I, I personally haven't had a client use it. It hasn't been used on us. Um, the uptake on that type of legislation that overly complicates things has been relatively nil. Yeah. We, um, uh, by the way, I, I taught a class at the Real Estate Board. You talked about education uh, a little mm-hmm. while ago. I taught yeah. a class at the board, and it was a full room up there. And I asked the question, how many times has the uh, home buyer rescission period been called? And there was yeah. one hand out of 60 people there. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it still doesn't, it still doesn't, pre- it still doesn't um, prevent um, multiple offer situations. It doesn't prevent, it doesn't prevent anything. All it does is, is, is give an out for somebody that feels they may have been pressured into a situation. Um, but then there's a penalty associated with it, which for some, which for some strange reason, there's a penalty associated with it, which reduces the amount of money in your bank account as a buyer, which has the effect to reduce the amount of money that you have available for down payment and uh, (laughs) transfer tax payment. And so say you're going to buy a million dollar property and you, you know, within the three day rescission period decide that, Oh, maybe I made the wrong choice. I felt pressured. Now I'm down $2,500, $2,500 is my penalty. Um, And, uh, and guess what? Now that's just affected your affordability. Yeah. And so it's a really, it's kind of this interesting thing where um, organized real estate, that's Victoria Real Estate Board, BCREA, uh, we lobbied hard to not have this type of legislation in place. Yeah. And uh, we had great alternatives, but um, for some reason we weren't listened to. You know, thanks for bringing that up as well too, you know, lobbying about things because um, this home buyer rescission period is mm-hmm. kind of counter to what organized real estate recommended. So the Victoria Real yeah. Estate Board, along with uh, the British Columbia Real Estate Association, they made, um, what was it? It was like 40 recommendations or something uh, yeah. at the time. Yeah, we had, at the time we had one of our recommendations have a minimum time on the market for yeah. everybody to do their due diligence. Yeah. Um, 
which was a which was a great solution at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So instead uh, instead of a cooling off period, it was yeah. a it was a mandatory um, uh, uh, holding period that enabled people right. to do whatever they needed. Right. Yeah, exactly. To do their due diligence, to think about the property, to get their yeah. ducks in a row, to talk to their bank and to maybe have inspections for three or four days. Um, we had some great solutions to the real problem. Um, oh, oh, hold on. Yeah. I, and let's just say somebody did a pre-inspection before they got, which happens a lot, by the way. Folks yeah. know this. You do a pre-inspection before you get the house. Um, an inspection cost, you know, $700 today. Mm hmm. I think that that's probably a better deal than a $2,500 rescission period fee uh, mm -hmm. going to the seller if you change your mind on a million dollar property. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, I mean, that being said, um, everybody, if you exercise your rescission uh, period right, um, we can't opt out of this thing, right? So as it's, a buyer, it's legislated. Yeah. Yeah, it's legislated. So now the consumer doesn't have choice. So we've limited consumer choice. We've limited um, uh, the ability even for a, a seller to say, no, they don't want this clause. It's a mandatory thing. And it's not even just for organized real estate. If we've got someone trying to sell their house on their own, which is incredibly fraught with a lot of difficulties, they still have to abide by those rules. Oh, my goodness. Well, so many yeah. things to consider. And, yeah. you know, the main thing is I want to make sure our listeners know uh, the Victoria Real Estate Board exists. It serves um, and it provides education and um, support to the real estate community, which, Graydon, you've said is 1,650 uh, now. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's people like you and the board of directors who serves on the real estate board. And, you know, your role as the chair is is very important. You've been the voice of the Victoria Real Estate Board uh, for this year. Uh, I want to thank you again for joining us today, Graydon. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been uh, It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and I want to make sure our, our the realtors who listen to this program know you can do it too. Volunteer, you know, exactly. join committees, jo uh, get on the real estate board, uh, you know, lend your voice because it's so important. Thank you, and thank you for your service, Graydon. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you again, Tony. And to our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.